Sylvia Schneider and Diana Belbar with Equinely Inclined, the equine podcast for the internet horse community. Episode 186, Meet Extreme Cowboy Challenger, Trevor Murtis. Recorded on May 22, 2019. Brought to you in part by Pondside Digital Media with online strategy consulting and advising by sylviaschneider.ca. And this episode is also brought to you by you, our listeners, through your generous Patreon donations at patreon.com slash equinepodcast. Thank you for your support. Hi, I'm Sylvia Schneider. And I'm Diana Belbar. This episode will include... Well, catching up with one another, of course. Meet extreme cowboy challenger Trevor Murtis. And the state of our new community Facebook group for lovers of all things equine. What have you been up to this week, Diana? Well, it was the long weekend for me, which means uh, generally more time to work. Mm, Yes, for everybody. (laughs) On upkeep and fencing, and Mm -hmm. yeah, don't we all? But you know what's kind of funny? We had a bobcat out last fall, Mm -hmm. and we were getting rid of two outbuildings and loading them into a dumpster. Mm Mm-hmm. And then it snowed oh, before right. we could yeah. finish. It snowed in early October and stayed. Oh, it know. was ridiculous. I know. And so, really, it really wrecks oh, your plans when, yeah. when you're trying to do something, I understand. Too silly. So mm-hmm. that was early October. Mm-hmm. This is the first chance that the bobcat had to come back. <laughs> so we're all ready to have a work party and yeah. get it all done. Yeah. And the bobcat broke down. Ah, fooey. So, yeah, so that's okay. We went old school mm-hmm. and hand-bombed everything. Oh, jeez. dug through the box and pulled everything out and hand bombed it in so that yeah. was that was a major workout my. but on the upside um, my students have been working on supporting their horses with the outside rain mm-hmm. and leg okay. and <laughs> position on turns and circles mm-hmm. right because we're working on uh, yeah that's what we're working on right now. Mm-hmm. So I've been away for a bit, more than a bit. More than a right? bit. Yeah. So, you know, like, a long time. Yeah. So I think I got a little rusty. So here's a little tip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when a rider is dropping their outside rain, right. take a closer look at their position. <laughs> so Are we talking you or your students? <laughs> <laughs> Me. So as soon as I told them to get their outside shoulder back, the problem pretty much disappeared. Right. Okay. So you know, I'm so telling you as them. Well? <laughs> yeah, I'm telling them you're dropping your outside rain. You're dropping your. But I couldn't get them to pick up their oh, outside rain. The problem it. was that they were bringing their they were they were bringing their outside shoulder too far forward. Right. They were turning in yeah. too much on mm-hmm. the turn. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I was a little slow on the uptake there, but got anyway. it. Okay, so it wasn't doing great, wasn't huh? actually you in your riding position. It was you remembering what to tell them about their <laughs> riding position and and how to corrected a I little got it. slow yeah anyway oh well i had an interesting week mm-hmm. so <laughs> cheapers um i made a bunch of graphics for every day for the theme for the new community facebook group very nice and uh yeah it t- took a little doing mm-hmm. I-, I mean i didn't have a lot of tools to work with so you know i did the best that i could do and i also found time to attend one day of the Jonathan Field Clinic as an auditor. Oh, that's right. We talked about that in mm-hmm. the last episode. So how yeah. was it? It was really great, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I <laughs> wish I could have attended more days of the clinic. I met Gail Suley McKee and her friend Kim at the clinic, and I probably would have met more people if I had dared to wander away from the heaters. <laughs> I don't remember it being that cold. Oh, well, don't you remember, Diana, what it's like when you get inside an arena? It was warm oh, outside where the the sun was yeah. yeah but it was cold in that arena you know where what the sun actually shining. we did have a campfire going even outside we were having hot dogs on saturday afternoon i think that's the day uh, you were there yeah. and in and, and the campfires 
felt good despite yeah. the smoke. I mean, yeah. the smoke wasn't making me leave, so that says something. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I remember going out at noon and thinking, hey, it's pretty nice outside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I sat there in my truck and, with the door open eating my lunch, so it couldn't have been bad outside. There but you as, go. Soon I went, as soon as I went back inside, it was like I had to brace myself. Mm. Anyway, I did uh, buy some new equipment while I was there. And I had to ch- I had a chance to use it and some of what I learned from Jonathan <laughs> on my little pony gelding lens. Oh, okay. Yeah, it really did seem to help. Okay. Yeah. Hey, did you watch the prequels? <laughs> no, but I read a little bit about it. Okay, I forgot it was on. Mm. But I read a little bit about it afterward and uh, War of Wills won, right? What's that? War yeah, of War Wills. of Wills. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was mm-hmm. the horse that got interfered with in the Kentucky Derby. Yeah, as well, I recall. So they several of them did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyway, they they felt he would have done much better there. But then a couple of them didn't race, so mm-hmm. it left him a more open field. But nonetheless, I think it was the riderless horse that caused quite a scene in that race. Eh? Well, I thought that was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, now you said His, the, the, the jockey. jockey said, he said he was off balance. Yeah right out of the gate and so you know didn't have a chance to stay on well I heard he was I heard that his horse was really dumping him around when he was inside the starting gate and so he kind of brushed him off when he tore off out of the gate so there you go yeah it is you know I mean that's John Velasquez I mean he's a he's a good jockey he's got Mm -hmm. a lot of oh yeah he's a really good jockey Mm -hmm. um and he wasn't even on His the horse? horse that was rearing oh. well in the starting gate either. Because well, I was the, watching that. Was it that. close to where his horse no. was? Was the rearing it was horse? A, it was a few over, mm. yeah. Because mm. I was watching it very closely, the re, the replay. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. Anyway, yeah. It it uh, it was really interesting. I I just think that it's it's makes a statement. I mean, you watch that horse, that riderless horse. Mm-hmm. He kept up with a pack. <laughs> I mean, of course, he went all the way around the the um, field, right? Uh, again, the at the end around. too. I didn't. Everyone I didn't, else stopped. He kept running. I didn't watch him yeah. when he got that far, but. <laughs> But the the Didn't fact of the lap. matter is, is like people people think that these horses only race because they have a rider on their back that's sitting there whipping them. No, and no, it that's not good. true at all. I mean, they're born to run, <laughs> and he would never have kept running if he didn't want to. And there are lots of horses that yeah. don't yeah. want to run, and they don't run. But he, that yeah. horse definitely went all the way around. <laughs> Reminds me of my uh, horse that used to like to jump. Right. It didn't have to have a rider on his back. If the, if the jumps were set up in the arena, he'd play with them. He would get, well, he would jump over them by himself. But if I walked in and I was on his back and there were jumps set up in the arena, I could hardly control him. He just loved to jump so much. <laughs> okay, that just reminds me it's of crazy. the video that went viral of a horse pony jumping. And the the rider came off, young rider, mm-hmm. and the horse kept jumping the course back and forth, back and forth on the diagonals, all around. They kept trying to catch the horse, I and didn't he was see that he one. was evading people, <laughs> so going around jump. them and continuing to jump. <laughs> I know. I, I must have gone around three, four times before they finally got a bucket of oats and and managed to catch him in a corner. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, funny. 
Well, and, uh, you know, we were talking about this horse that was rearing in mm-hmm. the starting gate. And speaking of rearing, I had an interesting experience the other day. Um, oh, how so? I was, I was in a, a group talking with a bunch of business people. And uh, we were talking about, you know, the fact that I was starting up this Facebook group. And it was all about an equine community and this and that and the other thing. And one person said, well, you know, I mean, if they were going to be joining a group, they'd probably want to join a, a, a breed-specific group. And mm-hmm. they were talking about... Um, they would like to get tips and this and that and the other thing, and especially about rearing horses. And if they knew all they had to do is crack an egg over their head to stop <laughs> them from rearing. And I went like, oh, my goodness. I have. I, it's been a long time since I heard that. So uh, let's just like talk about rearing. Just, just let's talk about rearing for a little bit. Okay. We, what we, this is what we know about horses. They're a fight or flight animal right i mean that's that's, that's what they do animals. if they are if they fear something they they will flee they're more like or they will or fight. fight first first yeah, they, they they're fight, fight or fight then they fight it's true and so i mean if, if a horse is rearing there's many reasons why they could be rearing i mean they could have learned it they could have learned that if they rear and somebody gets off them right away mm-hmm. hey they just don't have to go forward um it could be a a situation we we also know that horses are claustrophobic right so they don't like to feel trapped and they can feel trapped between Indeed. somebody's hands mm-hmm. and something going on behind them mm-hmm. <laughs> so i mean you know there's a lot of things that you can do to work with a horse that rears but i don't think cracking them over I the head think, with an egg or a two by four yeah, is much good uh, no i i think what you're going to wind up doing is getting horse that's head shy and then you've got more problems so yeah, i don't know but anyway yeah i mean the thing is is that with horses that are having a problem with something like rearing first of all you have to eliminate any problems that they have physically you have to that make sure that they, with anything yeah mm-hmm. for anything and and then you know i mean like moving moving their feet is one of the most important things yes, of that course. you mm-hmm. can do yeah to to prevent problems with horses mm-hmm. especially that so uh, you know i mean i i just if anybody has heard like crack an egg over their head or uh, drop a um um, a water-filled balloon over their head, or a two by four. I, no. I would really encourage well, people not basically to Basically, all problems in horses start with balking. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if your horse is balking, it can very quickly turn into rearing. So yes, it moving can. their feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. moving their feet. Yeah, there's, mm-hmm. there's. I mean, we could, we could spend a whole episode on this, but I just thought, oh my goodness, I haven't heard that for a while, and I just thought, no, 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 I, I a don't. Little tip for you. I don't think don't that's, listen to things like that. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's a, a really great okay. idea no. to to do that. So anyway, maybe uh, let us know your thoughts, <laughs> especially yeah. if you're there's a question heading into the you. heading All into right. the new group. You can uh, <laughs> set up a discussion on that, and maybe you're a proponent of that, uh, so you can talk to us about it. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so I, I don't know if there's anything else that we wanted to discuss before we get into our interview with Trevor Mertis. Is there anything else you wanted to say? No, I think we better. Okay. Move yeah. On. No kidding. The day is getting the the mm. night is getting <laughs> coming on us, and yes. we still have chores to do. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, well, we have this interview with Trevor Mertis, and he is great at what he does, and he's really goofy too. Indeed. <laughs> so, so I think you will enjoy listening to this. Uh, interview with him. Listen for his discussion of the cross-dressing class because it's pretty funny. 
Sylvia Schneider here, and I'm here with Diana Belbar. We're at the Red Deer uh, Main Event Expo 2019, and we're also here with Trevor Mertis. And Trevor is uh, the clinician for the Extreme Cowboy Race. So, Trevor, can you tell our listeners a little bit about uh, who you are, how you got involved with horses, and how they led you to Extreme Cowboy Race? Sure, yeah. Um, So, how I got involved with horses, just kind of grew up working on different ranches and that kind of stuff, and as time progressed... I enjoyed the training aspect of the ranching the most, so I just started training outside horses, and it actually slowly grew into a full-on horse training company. Oh. Um, I never actually said I wanted to be a horse trainer, just something that kind of happened along the way. So what's the name of your company? Uh, horses that Work horses is the company. Work. Yeah, cool. so thanks. Right. Um, and then, yeah, so now I've been training full-time for about 10 years, mm-hmm. and it led into about four years ago I got into extreme cowboy racing. And it was just one of those things where I'd kind of seen it. And working ranches, we'd done a lot of the similar stuff. And, I mean, we always used to get into trouble on ranches, just kind of goofing around and playing around with some of the stuff that we actually do in Extreme Cowboy. (laughs) Um, So it just looked like something that I could do. And um, I just started building my own obstacles to kind of play around with it and went out to a few races. And we did okay, so we just kind of kept doing it. Right. So when they call it race, is it a timed event? Yeah, so it is a timed event. Um, You have eight minutes to complete the course more or less anything under eight minutes you're actually going to gain uh, bonus marks for every 15 seconds under eight minutes Mm -hmm. so you can earn you can have a really fast run and earn a lot of points but if you're sloppy on the obstacles you're actually going to lose points on each obstacle and each obstacle is worth 10 marks Ah. so you're always getting scored out of 10 with the pros we run 13 different obstacles on that race Mm -hmm. and each one is worth 10 Mm -hmm. and then you get a horsemanship score at the end of it worth 10 as well Cool. And there's not a lot of time for each of the no. each of the obstacles. I think I heard you, you only allow 30, 30 seconds. seconds. Yeah, that's so very little time. So yeah. there's, that's quite a few obstacles then. Yeah. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about some of the obstacles? What What are people um, looking at uh, facing when they come into these things? Uh, really, anything and everything. There is a in the Extreme Cowboy Association rule book. They do have about 50 different obstacles in there that they've already kind of pre-made and pre-scored, and they. They're saying which division's allowed to do what. Um, however, a bridge could be anything from a little three foot by four foot bridge to a, only a twenty inch wide skinny bridge that's forty feet long, to having like wow. we have here for the clinics the suspension bridge that we have. Yeah, that suspension right? so, bridge. It looks very fearsome. <laughs> yeah, it, it scares the riders more than the horses usually, but yeah, but it is fun to have that in there. Yeah. Um, for example, the riders this afternoon don't know this yet, but for the pro division, they're actually going to have to pull an umbrella out put it above their head, open it up, and actually ride across the suspension bridge. So That is so Ooh, cool. Suspension bridge and umbrella? And so That's that way nasty. they have to do it one-handed, I know. Yeah. I designed the course, so I had to play with it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so it's just, it could, like, the the actual map of the course could say bridge, but then they find out on the walkthrough that they actually have to hold this umbrella above their head. That way it pushes them to ride one-handed and show a little bit better, right? Wow. Um, so there's a few things out there today that on the on the map it doesn't look that bad or the course design doesn't look bad but when they get out there it's going to look like a whole another world can you give us a few more examples i'd love to hear them um yeah that's going to be the biggest one we also have a smoke machine hooked up today and they they don't know that yet yeah yeah so that's our first time playing with it so i'm hoping it works horses are used to being shod yeah it's it's (laughs) not too bad Uh, we'll we'll see yeah um i mean a lot of times out on ranches we're riding through the fog and mist and we'd always kind of take some cool pictures in the fog and mist so that's kind of the idea behind it and it might push them a little bit more to ride through something they can't see as well but 
this fog machine's not too thick a smoke. Yeah, yeah. Which is too bad. I was Fun. hoping for a lot thicker. But <laughs> well, it sounds we'll find really, out. Sounds really exciting. I think the first time I was exposed to extreme cowboy race was at the Calgary Stampede a few years ago when we went. And I, you know, I just don't remember the details, but I do remember a fog machine. Yeah. And lights, and it was dark yeah, in the it arena. Becomes a light it was show. really interesting. Yeah. So, what are you doing here at the Main Event Expo, and how did you wind up coming here? So I'm doing desensitization clinics for Cowboy Challenge, kind of getting teaching people how to get their horse ready to go through obstacles and over obstacles mm-hmm. and how to compete better in Cowboy Challenge. Um, I got here kind of by a fluke. Um, I've been going out to a little show. It's actually a big show, I guess, but in Armstrong, B.C. for the IPE. Oh, yeah. And a couple years, the last few years, there's been a lady judging there. Mm-hmm. And... I entered into an English-Western class. I call it a cross-dressing class, but I think it's a crossover <laughs> or something like that, where you have to change from Western to English yes, in the arena. Yes, I've seen those, yeah. Yeah, and I'd, I've never rode English. That was my first time. But I told my friend, I said, well, if I had a pair of tearaway jeans and I had my breeches underneath, it'll be an easier one to change into English attire. Yeah. And um, if I can make the judge blush... <laughs> then she'll just, you know, she won't worry about scoring my, watching my English running because she'll be too busy laughing at me being an idiot. And it kind of worked. Um, but yeah, last year for Chilliwack, actually, she mm-hmm. was helping the organizers organize some stuff. And right. they asked her for a cowboy challenge. And she said, no, we need we need this guy because he's a riot. Yeah. So they called me up and I drove out to Chilliwack from here and set up a, a cowboy challenge for him. Because cool. it is so fun. It, it is. is, yeah. It's just and, you know, I, I heard you telling one of the competitors that uh, it's just about the you get three points just for yeah. attempting an yeah. obstacle. Yeah, as long as your and horse engages on. it, you're going to get points yeah. for trying it. Yeah. So we're going yeah. to try to build people up that way too. And mm-hmm. you get um, the actual obstacle itself is worth eight of those ten marks. And for the approach and the departure, is worth one each. Mm-hmm. So if they come in really sloppy, they're only going to lose one mark out of those ten. And mm-hmm. if they leave really sloppy, they're only going to lose one mark. But if they still get a foot onto that bridge and then step off, they're probably going to get a two for that. Right. So yeah. you can still lope up to an obstacle have something go wrong, can't do it, and lope off and still get two marks for approaching departure. There you go. Well, that's right? good. So. Yeah. Well, I uh, only caught one of your sessions, part of one of your sessions, yeah. and it was really, uh, really interesting. I was I was applauding all those people who, yeah. like, approached the suspension bridge, and it was like, there's no way. It wasn't going to happen. So then they went away, and then they came back. And, mm-hmm. and before the end of that class, I don't think there was anybody whose yeah. horse hadn't gone over the suspension bridge. Yeah, I think everybody made it over. Yeah, and uh, and now, of course, with your uh, explanation about the umbrella, I can <laughs> I can I can figure out. You know, that's why you did that little thing. Um, yeah. And it was like you treated it as if as if it was a demonstration with the right. umbrella. But I don't know if anybody really picked up. They won't until today when they see the course. I know. And <laughs> do, did they try it or did they? Did you uh, get anyone? Majority try it of or? them did. Oh, did um, they? I don't think yesterday with the umbrella. I don't know if we had anybody in the pro class that was there to play with it. Yeah, no, I didn't see and anybody. And I don't know playing when the last time they've played with an umbrella on their horse is. So yes, we'll find yes. out today. Yeah. So how many pros do you think are going to be there today? We have nine in the pro class, eleven in the non-pro, and then I think there's ten in the novice and youth division. All right. So yeah, we've got so almost lots thirty of, of them. Entertainment, yeah. Lots of people to cheer on. Oh yeah, yeah, and it is mm-hmm. a crowd sport. So the more cheering from the crowd, the better it goes. Right. Yeah. right. So do you run clinics uh, at your place? Yeah, out of my place and across Western Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had a few down to the States and that kind of stuff, so kind of go all over with 
with the clinics, whether yeah. they're horsemanship, colt starting, desensitization. Yeah, and it seems to be um, gaining a lot of growth. Like it is. It it's is a pretty quick growing equine sport. Yeah, yeah, it's only been around for ten years right now. This is the tenth year going into it. Something that something different you can do with your horse. Yeah, yeah, and it's for all disciplines. Like yeah, a lot of these of um, desensitization clinics and obstacle clinics, I have a lot of. They're always fifty-fifty with English riders and Western riders. Right. So there is a lot of the English riders coming out and trying it out and just playing and trying to get their horse a little bit better for the other stuff they do. Well, and there is a really practical side to this, too, because it's not a matter of teaching horses to go through all these different obstacles. It's a matter of teaching yourself how to help the horse get through right. any obstacle. Yep. Right. Yeah, and you're teaching them that, and that's um, it's trust-building exercises, mm-hmm. right? So you're always when you're working on these obstacles, it's not just that suspension bridge or the, the umbrella or walking a horse across a tarp. It's yep. You're actually building trust in your horse that you can help them through tough times. Right, Excellent. and yeah. uh, you demonstrated that well in the Youth Pro-Am on Friday night because <laughs> <laughs> you were paired up with a young rider and uh, you helped that horse get through the noodles, as I recall. Yeah, he, he really didn't want to go through pool noodles that night, so I had to reach over and pull a noodle out of the way. And yeah, well, all you of a sudden, actually, he didn't care. Yeah, you put it over top of his neck and it was like, okay, well, let's go. <laughs> yeah, and then he decided to go through finally. So Yeah, that was yeah, really it's cool. It's all about helping the horse if he can. So. Yeah. yeah, awesome. Right. Well, I think we're going to let you go because we know that you have to get a grab a bite to eat <laughs> yeah. before well, you actually start. But can you let people know how they can reach you? How they yeah, can for sure. So um, one of the easiest ways, and especially for looking for upcoming clinics, is on the website, which is horsesthatworkequine.com. Horsesthatworkequine.com. Um, yeah, the new website coming out in a few months is horsesthatwork.ca, mm-hmm. but it's going to be linked together, so you don't have to worry about remembering one or the other. Right. They'll both take you to the new website yeah. when it's done. Yeah. Okay. Um, Facebook page is Horses That Work, mm-hmm. and then Instagram's Horses That Work as well. So all three of those platforms are the best way to reach. That is super. Thank you so much for taking some time out of your yeah, busy, no busy schedule yeah. to uh, I appreciate give us this it. interview. Thank you. Yeah. Well, Diana, you know what I love that Trevor said? <laughs> What's that? I love that he said it's just about the try. That's perfect for horse owners that just want to do fun stuff with their horses and they don't want to feel compelled to win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Now, I, I think I mentioned the last episode that we had just attended an obstacles course at the Hastings Lake Pleasure Horse Club. Yeah. And I think when Trevor talks about building trust in your horse, it, it works the other way too. I really thought my young riders were learning to trust their horses. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and, you know, he also mentioned. <laughs> that the bridge was scarier for the riders than for the horses. It's true. And I, but I think that's often the case, right? So, you know, I, I remember um, a, a rider that was out at my place and she went to lead her horse over a, across the yard and there was a, a hose on the ground mm-hmm. and the horse spooked at the hose. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I kind of sat back and watched. She, she came over to me finally. She said, my horse is terrified of that hose. <laughs> and I said, no. <laughs> No, it's not. Your horse isn't terrified of the hose. She said, I said, I said you are terrified that your horse, horse is be. terrified <laughs> yeah. of the hose. And she said, no, no, my horse is afraid. I said, give me your horse and I'll show you that your horse is not afraid of the hose. <laughs> and I walked the horse right over the hose. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. The horse wasn't the least bit afraid of the hose. Yeah. But all the cues that the horse was getting from the, from the rider on the ground. Yes. Like she was just yeah. leading this horse. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, well, it's it's uh, very interesting, and I think that you know when people are starting with horses as well, they don't realize how many bodily cues they give their horses without even thinking about well, it. Well, and especially, I guess the thing that people have to keep in mind: if you've got a horse and you think they're afraid of something, mm-hmm. um, 
an obstacle of some kind, whether mm-hmm. it's a mailbox or a hose on the ground or whatever it is, mm-hmm. look past it. Always. So, yeah, don't know, look so, at it. <laughs> yeah, so much of it is in where people are looking, and if they're focusing on it, they're focusing their horse on well, it. Well, not only that, they're changing their weight. They're, they're changing their weight by looking down at these. Well, at they might these... be walking, too. Yeah. So, okay, this you know, is true, yeah. but it's just, you know, you're going to go where you look mm-hmm. and you're going to focus on what you look at. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's probably the number one thing that people will hear over and over again from all the, the trainers that we have interviews from. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, Diana, are there any new events on the horizon? <laughs> Well, we have a barrels and pole bending fun day at Hastings Lake on Sunday. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's going to be a fun show coming up soon. Yeah, that's in June. Oh, Mm -hmm. great. Okay. Well, so what are they going to do at this uh, barrels and pole bending? What will they do? The same sort of thing that they did at the obstacle one? Uh, Just let people try it out? and Yeah. Yeah. They'll just be playing with barrels and poles. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Learning how to do them well. Yeah. Okay. Well, having fun with them. Well, it's cool because this is all in almost like in preparation for going into that fun show, isn't mm-hmm. it? Sure. Oh, cool. Yeah. Well, I guess that brings us down to um, our Patreon patrons. I really want to thank our patrons for helping us keep this podcast going. Without the help of our patrons, it would be much more difficult to get these episodes out. Absolutely. So if you do listen to this podcast and you enjoy the episodes, please help us bring more quality episodes your way by supporting the podcast at patreon.com slash equine podcast. So, Diana, let's make sure our listeners know that we have the new community Facebook group going now. Yay! It's done. Yes, we have new members waiting <laughs> That's to join. Wonderful. We're supposed to be letting them in tonight. We're mm. running into all kinds of technological issues, but yeah. hopefully we will figure them out. Have to get on that horse and ride it out. <laughs> yeah. um, I think we should mention that it's really important for members to answer the three questions when going through the join process. Now, there's a couple of reasons to do this. Oh, I know. Yeah, I, I know. I hate being asked questions. Well, no, I think that it's really good because mm-hmm. we get to know a little bit about the member that's joining. And mm-hmm. the second reason is, believe it or not, there are a lot of bots and fake accounts looking to capitalize on no. uh, getting into communities. I feel, yeah. Um, and, and actually, the latest thing that I heard that Facebook is kind of backpedaling on is that there were there was almost like a new scam where a bunch of people would join a facebook group and then cause all kinds of havoc make nasty rude remarks and then report the group as a bad place <laughs> and, get and, it and get it shut down. Oh, Facebook geez. was shutting them down. So Facebook okay, got so on to this. Okay, so we don't this. want that. No, we don't want that. Face- Facebook caught on to this, and uh, they had to restore these groups that they had shut down and apologize to people. But ah, oh, I don't boy. know. Well, how about if we give them an idea how long these three little questions might take? Well, that is five minutes or less. I would say less. It's pretty simple. It's okay. just... Yeah, you know, it's it's just some really easy questions. We want to make it a great community where anyone interested in horses and other equines can chat and enjoy being together. Yes, and that's the feedback you've been getting, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, people who've taken the time to answer the questions so far, that's what they were basically telling us. Okay. Yeah. Uh, in this community, people should feel comfortable asking and answering <laughs> questions. And as mentioned, 
I've created some tentative themes for each day of the week to encourage equine loving people to stay committed to what they love and what they want to do with equines. Okay, let's tell our listeners how to find the group. Right, okay, well, if you go to the Facebook page at facebook.com slash equinelyinclined and just look at the top of the page where it says visit group. Oh, there you go. Click that Mm -hmm. button. And it'll take you to join the group. All right. And when you request to join the group, make sure you answer the questions. Yes, please. <laughs> During yes. the process. That would be great. That would be great. <laughs> and speaking of our Facebook page. Oh, yes. We want to give a big welcome to the newest uh, person to like our Facebook page. And yeah. that is Gail from Edmonton. All right. Hi, Gail. <laughs> Stop by our page at facebook.com slash inclined and click on the like button and you'll hear your name when we welcome you at this spot in our next episode. Mm-hmm. And speaking of our next episode, we do have at least four more interviews for our listeners. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Are you are you going to be okay for recording next week? No, think? I'm game. Great. Okay. Well, listeners, we can't wait to see you in the group so we can be more engaged with you. Go to the page at facebook.com slash inclined and click on visit group and you'll be able to join the group from there. And please... Find someone new to introduce to the world of horses. And one last message, a heartfelt thank you to all our patrons for their support. Mm-hmm. You can find out more about our Patreon account at patreon.com slash equinepodcast. So, until our next episode, bye from Sylvia Schneider. And Diana Belbar. And give your horses big hugs for us.